Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. It is Natalie Wall, your pale hostess, who's truly getting paler, because um, I don't know the last time I've seen sunlight. Um, pale hostess with the mosses. I totally lost my train of thought. It's another solo episode. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to talk. You're going to, well, I'm going to talk. You're going to listen. Uh, I have my notes. Uh, I did my homework for you guys, except I did nothing for the blog yet. I am working on something though, which was really cool to be like, oh shit, um, something, something's happening. Some creative juices are flowing, um, which like truly have not been happening for me. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like it has not, it's been very dry in my head. Um, not moist at all, but we're getting there so again if you guys want to submit anything if you're interested send it to awkward sex and city at gmail.com or dm me or insta me at awkward sex and city on social medias all across the world how are you guys doing today are you guys feeling okay it's another week um it's crazy that it's now almost may um as for me, uh, it's every day like has its um, momentum, if that makes sense. Like some days are slower than others. Some days are happier than others. Some days are more anxious. I was pretty anxious like two or three days ago. Um, and then it kind of like disappears. And then it's like, whatever, here we are. I'm watching TV. Can't be that bad. Um, but there's rumors that New York City beaches will be closed this summer um which is probably the right choice um by probably it definitely is the right choice depending on like what the heat does to COVID-19 they don't know enough yet to know if it really will kill it and then all of a sudden we have a second wave in the fall who fucking knows but I think a lot of us is at least in the city a lot of us are really 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 holding on to our beaches um if I can love the beach in New York City it's actually like one of my it's like my favorite beaches me and Aaron um we originally wanted to get married on in Coney Island um but it was really fucking expensive um because Aaron actually uh introduced me to Coney Island because it takes a long time to get to Coney Island. So when we, when we were dating, um, and only people in New York City will fucking care about this, but Aaron lived like in like the Park Slope Sunset Park area. People call it South Slope. It's kind of a fake neighborhood that they're trying to make a neighborhood. And I lived in um, I lived in East Harlem. So from Subway, from his, from my, ugh, I can't speak, from my fucking apartment to his apartment, legit, it was like a two hour commute. Like it was like, it was like a long distance relationship. But then to get from, basically what I'm saying is like to get from my apartment to Coney Island, it would be 
about like a two and a half, three hour commute. Um, and if it's on the weekends, three hours plus, like it would be a long fucking time. Um, so when we started dating, he was like, oh, we should go. And he, so he introduced me to it and I fucking love Coney Island. It's so weird. It's so eclectic. There's so many colors. I love the beach. I love the Ferris wheel. Um, it's great. Luna Park is great. It's all overpriced. Um, you've got great bars, rubies, just, it's amazing. It's a great boardwalk. Okay. But we weren't, <laughs> but long story short, now we're going to get married on, on Rockaway beach, um, which is a, 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 another great beach. It's more beachier actually. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm like, why am I going off on this weird tangent? Anyway, it's just to show how much, like I love beaches. Like I just love the New York city beaches, like more than you, obvi. Um, but summers in New York City are magical and like no exaggeration. I, the summer has always been my favorite season and the summer in New York City is just perfect. It really is. It's hot and it's sweaty and people are sweating all on the subway and you're drinking outside 24 seven if you like to drink and you're out in the parks and you're hanging out with everyone underneath the sun in Prospect Park or Central Park or on the beaches. And it's amazing. You're drinking nutcrackers. You're you're staying up late. Like time is different. And there's no rules. You're so much willing, more willing to be out late and then have to go to work the next day. And there's just this like beautiful energy. And it, I think it's going to be really hard. I think this summer is going to be really hard um, to not have the beaches and to not really have anything. I mean, there's talk of like, New York City opening around June 1st because it does seem we have reached our apex and it does seem that we have flattened the curve and like it, things are 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 dwindling. They're slow, the numbers are very slowly going down. So there's talks of like June 1st with like containment control or whatever, but I I don't know. I'm not I'm not willing to believe that'll happen and I'm they already closed the pools. I don't know. Um Basically, what I'm saying was like last week kind of sucked because that's when the rumor started that de Blasio was talking about closing the beaches, which sucks. Um, and it will get to sucks, I promise. Um, and then this week, this weekend, I think it's going to kind of be a low one for me and Aaron because um, originally we were supposed to be going down to his parents and then to my brother and sister-in-law's because his nephew is turning one this weekend. And then my sister-in-law is supposed to give birth um, May 1st. So, and honestly, I think she's going to give birth this week. I think she's going to give birth a couple of days early. And I think it'd be really cool if Aaron's nephew and my nephew have the same birthday. Um, just saying, I don't know why I think it'd be really fucking cool. Um, so that's a little sad. Uh, I just love how I've like, truly, I, I, before every episode, I'm like, Get together, Nellie. Don't be downer. Don't be a downer. People are listening because they want to. They want to. They want to escape. They want to escape for a second. And this podcast is an escape for me too. I I always seem to podcast on Mondays, which is also when I have therapy. And I was like, girl, stop doing that because you, I always feel better after therapy, and I always feel better after I podcast. Um, I also could literally just be podcasting every fucking day. Um, but then I put on TV. Um, and then I don't do anything. Oh. Oh, another thing that truly has been helping me is I now play Uno on my phone. Um, and there's this, I don't know, I feel like a weird connection with all the people that I play. 
uh, you can friend request people um, that you like partner up with in the game. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, so-and-so is online. Like maybe they want to play again. Um, so I'm f- truly addicted to Uno online. So I'm glad I haven't started paying for coins yet because you like earn coins with each game that you win. Um, that's when I'll start to worry. Um, I'm just looking at my notes because I'm like, girl, get the fuck away from bad shit. Um, where do I want to start? Uh, been masturbating a lot. And if you have an IUD, I would love to know if this happens to you too. But for me, I was not on the pill, was not on any birth control for a long time. Then I got on birth control. So I had like a period like once a month. And I don't think my PMS was bad. I don't remember it being bad or anything. Then I started having sex more actively around 22, 23. I think that's when I started to like have sex. Um, not just like once every three months. Um, so I got on the pill. And my PMS became like once every three no, 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 sorry, once a month for like three days, I'd be like super sensitive and just like crying, like anything would set me off, just crying, crying, crying. And by day three, day two, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? And then I'd wake up on day three and be like, oh, it's your, it's your period. It's the pill. And then I'd be fine. And then it'd happen over and over, over and over once a month. Then I switched to an IUD in 2016 and after the first like month or two of like randomly debilitating cramps, um, everything went away, um, including PMS for about six months. And then what basically what happened was like now is like once every six months, I will PMS like crazy for a week. So like that, so like this past week has been that week, um, and everything is kind of heightened. Like I used to get sore boobs and now my boobs hit a point where nothing can touch the nipple without me like wanting to scream in pain. Like it's just so awful. Finally they're better. But like I think it was Saturday. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, these hurt so bad. Um, things set me off. I'm like angrier. I take things like away, um, way harsher. Um, so there's been a little like spats between me and Aaron and I'm, me being like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? Um, and then I'd be like, oh, right, 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 right. I'm PMSing, I'm PMSing. And then I would like, the cycle would continue. Um, but that also means that I'm horny as fuck. So I have been masturbating 24 seven. Legit Bobby FaceTimed me yesterday while I was looking at porn. And I was just like, oh, let me just, let me just talk to him first. Um, so I'm like talking to him with my hand down my pants, um, not masturbating, but I just like kept my hand there. Um, which also means a shit ton more sex, which is great. I love sex. I love, um, I love getting out of the cycle. I always find myself in cycles. So I'll be like, oh, like this is when we have sex because this is like, you know, we are the most relaxed and like we don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z. But with this pandemic and there is literally no rules anymore, um, it's it's fun to get out of that pattern. I'm just like, oh, wait, we can have sex whenever the fuck we want now. Um, So we've definitely been doing that and it's been great and just being a little bit more even just like looser with the sex um we made we made like a really nice well Aaron actually made it a really nice dinner on Saturday and um just to back up a little bit we it was like an Italian dinner and so I was like oh let's open up the wine that we bought when we went to Italy in 2018 
And so we opened it up and I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast because I like totally, once I hit like end, I forget everything I fucking talk about on the podcast. It's really weird. Anyhow, pretty sure I've talked about it. I've had these weird daily migraines slash head pain since like December, like at the end of December. Truly still not sure what the fuck it is slash was. I, it might've legit been shingles because that's how I'm waiting. At one point, it wasn't even like head pain. It was like my head was on fire, like irritation. Uh, um, and sometimes it feels like I've been punched in the head and it's like sore. All these weird things. They are getting better. I see a neurologist. I saw her two weeks ago. I need to um, actually need to call and put a, a new appointment in the system. Um, that's more for me than for you. But um, so... I had not been drinking for a long time because I was like, well, maybe alcohol is making it worse and I'm afraid. And then because I have a neurologist now, I am on a very low dose um, antidepressant. I'm on, I think it's called nortriplin, uh, 20 milligrams. I'm going to go up to 30 uh, probably in the next day or two. But I hadn't talked to my neurologist about it. And when I read online, everyone online was like, do not drink with this. Do not drink with this do not drink with us. And the other thing about nortriplin is it makes you drowsy or it can sometimes give you insomnia, which is what it did to me. It gave me really, really, really bad insomnia. So then I, and so I read online, if you get insomnia, take it in the morning. So I took it in the morning and it made me drowsy as fuck. Like I couldn't do anything all day. I was just tired. So then I finally saw my neurologist like two weeks ago and I was just like, hey, like this is what happened. And she was like, okay. She's like, take it at 6 p.m. She's like, take it at 6 p.m. It'll hit its peak by the time you're going to bed and you won't be tired. Like you will be tired. You won't be, um, you won't have an active brain. And then I was like, cool, cool, cool. Can I drink on this? And she was like, yeah, totally. She's like, don't put, take them to uh, like, the same exact time. Oh, sorry, I'm burping to, at the same exact time, but you can't. Um, it's a very long winded way for me to be like, um, that I drank Saturday night uh, because she was like, she was like, don't drink. She's like, be careful with wine because wine can be a really huge trigger for people. And so what did I do? I drank wine. Um, and I think it was okay. I got like a slight headache, but I think it was more dehydration than anything. And the next day there was some head pain, but like, I don't know, I think it was fine. It didn't, nothing was out of the norm. Um, so I think it's fine. Anywho, <laughs> because I have not been drinking, I got drunk on one glass of wine. I mean, it was a heavy pour, so maybe it was like two glasses technically, but I was like hammered. I was hammered and I was horny. And so I went to our bedroom. Well, first I peed because I like to pee all the time before sex. I'm like, let me empty this bladder so I can go, so I can ride for the long time. And I was just going to like show up in the living room naked. And I was like, oh shit, I have lingerie which also i need your guys's help <laughs> i need lingerie i don't have it i've had multiple friends be like you seem like the type of person that would have lingerie and honestly i'm just lazy but i like it like i like the way that i feel in it though the one that i bought was a one size for all and then i didn't read the fine print it was like one size for all if you're a skinny ass bitch um i'm not i have curves i'm like 170 pounds five foot two i've got big boobs and a big butt and i love it so it doesn't fully fit right but i can like it's fine like i can make it work and truly just walked in there um <laughs> with that on and my knee-high socks on um and was just like let's have sex uh because that's what we 
because that's how I initiate uh, is with a weird voice. It's like, mm, let's do it. Let me suck on your cock, um, which he hates. And then I laugh and then I still SSD. Though <laughs> I've been like really weird about giving blowjobs because, um, because of coronavirus, because the whole it's been found in fecal matter. And I'm just like, man, that dick is close to that butthole. And so I haven't, and I haven't talked to Aaron about it yet, but I know he like wants me to, but he would never, he's never, he's not the type of person that would like try to force you to because he's a good fucking person. And I've just been too embarrassed to be like, Hey babe, um, it's my OCD. I'm really afraid of getting, um, coronavirus from sucking your cock. Because uh, once you say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. Um, so maybe that's just what I should say. Say it out loud. Or just make him like shower like crazy right before and just like really just like rub his dick raw with like <laughs> Dr. Bronner soap. Um, <laughs> the thing is, that's probably what is going to happen. I'm going to be like, hey, if you want me to suck your dick, man, you got to I need to see you just like rub it raw. Uh, so I know there's nothing going on back there. But I'm such like a little hypocrite too, because like I'll put my feet on him and I'd be like walking around on the floor. And there's COVID 19 could be on the floor. Um, I, it's weird. It's caused a couple of arguments of just like if you you can't like it's caused arguments where Aaron's like you can't have it both ways. And I get that. Um my OCD, not cock sucking. But we had um great sex. It was awesome. And then we had more sex the next day and the day after. Um we were having sex and I was like, I want you to wake me up with sex. Um, and that's kind of what I mean with like being looser. Uh, just making sure it's okay we talk about this. I'll ask him after I record. It should be fine. Um, but yeah, just being more looser with like stuff that we really want. Um, like that's one of my favorite things to watch in porn is like people being woke, quote unquote, woken up with sex. Um uh, and like more like voyeurism stuff too, uh, which leads me to something that I was going to talk about in the last episode, but got so distracted by other topics, um, is chat roulette. Um, and, and you'll see where the voyeurism comes. It comes in a lot of different ways from all different angles and perspectives. Um, I wish I realized when I, I think voyeurism is my favorite. And like public sex is like my favorite fantasy. Um, and I don't think I have had like public public sex. I have been like fingered in public and I have like rubbed like pants with like hard dicks in them. But has there been penetration? Um, no. But also, as you know, we hit 2020 and our vocabulary of what sex means broadens. Technically, I have had sex because fingering is sex if you... Um, if you don't have penetrative sex, if that's not your ideal. Um, sorry, I just got an email from someone that I like and I just want to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Who fucking cares? You're recording now. Who fucking cares? Um, so yeah, so my old roommate, Matt, introduced me to chat roulette. I think about probably like 2012 because um, for, I think for a lot of reasons, it was after that time that I've talked about in the past about like being truly, truly, truly heartbroken um, by a guy that like tr really broke my heart. Um, only person, only person's broken my heart. Don't really talk about this that much, but it's true. And I was very, very 
very, very, very depressed and didn't realize it. Um, and it was also when I had first started really actively taking the pill, which is another reason why I was so depressed, I think. That's my theory, because once I kind of realized it, it helped me um, get out of that kind of hole, like out of that way of thinking, that that darkness um, that engulfs you when you are that type of sad. Um, yeah, I was just very, very, very sad um, and was having to relearn how to kind of like live my life because it was this like long distance thing. So I was constantly just on my phone my first year in New York city, which to me is like really, really, really sad in retrospect, like how much I missed because I was just like constantly checking my phone for texts, constantly checking my phone for X, Y, and Z. Literally even the first year I was with the boys that I needed for eight years, um, I was constantly ignoring them for, for text, for notifications from this guy. Um, and how sad to like move to the city of your dreams and waste the first year, waste your first summer, your first snowfall in the city on this boy who would ultimately show like their true colors and not care about you the way that you thought they did. And that's heartbreaking. And so I think that's kind of what led to so much of the pain afterward because it was like not only had I felt like I lost my best friend and like the love of my life, which guess what? Not the love of my life. Um, and but I felt like I had lost a part of the city and I lost a part of my routine and just really, truly having to start over, which in the end is, was a very good thing, but just, it's weird. And when you're, I would have been 23, 23, 24, I think I had just turned 24. When you're so young and you're so dumb, you like, don't know, you don't know where to start over, how to start over. You are so young. You can't understand that there's like so much ahead of you. Like who knew I would like in eight years from now be five years into a relationship with uh, somebody even better than that person during a pandemic? Who would have thunk it? Who woke me up with sex this morning and it was great and I'm still kind of horny. So I'll either have sex with him or masturbate after I'm done recording this. So anywho, the reason chat roulette was brought in was because I think, well, I think Matt could just tell that I was so transfixed by this past relationship and it was a way to kind of like jolt me out of it. It was like electrocuting me almost. And so he was like, hey, like it was like a weekend or something. He was like, hey, get on the computer with me. And he was like, and we're going to joke around and it's just going to be me. And we're going to talk to someone for a little bit. And when we're ready, you'll pop in and we'll like proposition them with a threesome. And it was just fun and silly and dumb. And like with chat, uh, chat roulette, you can like click in and out of the conversations very quickly and then like never see these people again. And I was very, very um, addicted very quickly. And I remember, I remember like we would do chat roulette for a long time, like me and him. And then he'd be like, all right, I'm going to bed. I'd be like, cool, cool I'm going to stay up. And he's like, are you doing chat roulette? And like, no, but I was for like hours and hours into the night. Um, it was an amazing, amazing distraction. And of course, it's like very sexual, right? And so I got very addicted, um, showing my boobs to people 
masturbating, group masturbating with people that I would get banned a lot from Charlotte. And I talked about this with Bobby's episode like a year ago. What they do is when you get banned for showing your dick or your butthole or your, your vagina hole or whatever you're showing, they recruit you. And it's like you can choose to either be like banned for a week or you ban people. Like they give you the screen and it's just like people talking and then you'll be like dick, ban, dick, ban, boobies, ban, pee hole, ban, um, which is crazy, right? Um, and so, of course, I got drunk with power. But also the other way to get away from being banned from chat roulette but meeting people is you would get on chat roulette, talk to these people, be like, hey, are you down? Are you down? And then you would exchange Skypes and you would masturbate via Skype, which is better. You had a better camera, like you had a better view. Um, <clears throat> so I did this like for nights, well, for a long time, but like night after night, this is what I was doing. But my favorite thing about this, and this is when I realized like in retrospect that I really like the idea of almost getting caught or voyeurism is because um, I would do this in the living room and in the kitchen because we had like a, we had a, a huge like open concept like living room, dining room area. And so I was either right next to a open window um, and we had these huge, huge, I, I want to call them bay windows, but they weren't bay windows, but they were fucking huge. Um, and you could easily see into the other apartment from these windows. Or if I was in the kitchen masturbating, um, it was right next to our balcony, which had sliding doors. So people from across the way could easily, easily see me masturbating. And my roommates could easily walk in on me at any point because I'd always do this late at night. I never did it during the day when they had their day jobs. And I was like, a, like I had usually always had the afternoons or mornings free because I was a nanny. No, I would do it after I'd like hung out with them, watched TV, maybe chat related, what have you, and then they go to bed. And like, I'm not using headphones. I'm talking at a normal speaking volume, um, masturbating on our couch. Um, and if my roommates are listening, I've definitely had sex on that couch multiple times. Uh, that couch would ultimately move with me because it was the couch that I bought. But even the futon mat, even the futon, fucked on that futon, and I masturbated many times on that futon while you were asleep into the wee hours of the night. And Amanda. Oh, shit. I'm not supposed to say her name. Um, I don't actually think it matters. She never said I couldn't. Um, anywho, it's a generic name. But anywho, I was being... I was going to say gross as fuck, but I wasn't being gross as fuck. I was uh, definitely bending boundaries of roommates for sure i don't think i ever got caught uh no one has ever said oh hey Nelly, could you stop masturbating um to strangers on skype uh while we try to sleep uh cool 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 mm. i'd also do it though when they were out too because i'm pretty sure they were both dating someone while i was single during this so there were also times where they would um just not be home and another thing this would happen this would happen like a little bit later this would be like after a different breakup from a different guy who was just very very shitty in a lot of different ways um 
totally an awful person that I've definitely referenced uh, many times in this podcast. But um, they, my roommates were also dating people at the time too when I was single through this too after that breakup. And I stand by this. I know this doesn't make any sense. I'm not the biggest believer in ghosts, um, but I am like 98.7% sure that my room was haunted. Actually, I do think I do believe in ghosts now because some weird things have happened since my grandmother died and I'll probably have um, a weird dream uh, because I brought it up tonight. Um, but like, I swear to God, I swear to God, that room was haunted. I would just hear these weird voices all the time. And my roommates were like, Nellie, it's just because you have your window open and it's from downstairs. And it's like, it's not though. It's like, it's it's weird. And I I used to always sleep with the TV on. Um, I don't really as much because Aaron's a light sleeper. So we have like a sound machine, but like the light would keep him up. So we don't do TV anymore. Anywho, so I'd have my sleep timer on, on my bed, on my bed, on my TV when I went to bed. And every once in a while, there'd be nights where I'd wake up and my TV was just blue and there was no reason it should be blue. That meant that someone had like turned it on. I'm sorry, turned it off with a sleep timer. Then it went back on and then they changed the input. Like there's no reason if it was going to turn on, it should just go straight back to whatever TV that or show that I was watching. And when that happened in the night, on those nights, it would be like multiple times throughout the night, the night. So a lot of times I'd get freaked out if no roommate, if no roommate was home, if one roommate was home, I would be okay. And I would just sleep in my room. If no roommate was home, I legit would just sleep in the living room. And then to calm myself down, I probably masturbated. Um, my grandma though, she passed away and it was, uh, a lot of, my mom and my grandma had a very bad relationship um, because my grandma sucked in a lot of ways. And um, actually, she was so bad. She kind of like ripped my my uncle and my mom away from each other uh, by how she treated them differently. And my uncle, I think, realized sooner that she was crazy. And so saw a therapist and the therapist was like, you have to cut your grandmother out of your life. So I actually had, I s hadn't seen my grand, I'm sorry, grandfather, um, my uncle, last time I saw him, I was four. And then I met him again, um, by my grandmother's deathbed. He'd like kind of come back into my mom's life like a year before that. Um, so he was, there um and and by my mom's life he also came back into like my grandmother's life too and was kind of there for like the last year of her life which was like all she wanted to begin with she just wanted my uncle um but i we had cut her out of our lives uh i think it was uh 2016 it might have been 2015 might have been 2015 we cut her out of our lives we was the final we tried everything this is the only thing that we know to do. And then we found out that she was dying. And surprisingly, me and my mother both wanted to go see her um, and say goodbye. Um, I got there first. I beat everyone there to the hospice, uh, which is weird. And it's like me and my grandmother alone. Um, and she's, you know, we didn't know then, but she was hours away from her death. And um, I couldn't say anything. Um, I couldn't say, I love you. I couldn't say, Hey, I just kind of started crying. 
And then my uncle showed up. Um, he called me Natasha, because uh, that's how long I've been since we've seen each other. Um, that is not my name. And it was weird and awkward as my grandmother's just like on this bed. And then a neighbor came and my, the neighbor was also a nurse and like was talking to my grandmother. And my grandmother was fully there. She couldn't really talk, um, but she could kind of like nod her head yes and no. And she could sometimes get words out. Um, but she was fully, fully there uh, mentally. Long story short, my mom finally gets there and um she's like i forgive you i'm sorry like i'm here i love you i'm here and uh then my uncle in a joke goes but you always loved me more right mom and she kind of like my grandma like stands up not stands up but she like sits up she like nods her head and she's like yes always loved you more it's making me shake even thinking about it it was horrifying to watch um that truly hours before her death she could still be so cruel to my mother and then that's when I realized that she was staring at me and my mom because I look exactly like my mom so my grandmother hated me because I look like my mom and and I think other things too I actually feel really okay I'll get into this in a second um I realized she was like glaring at us she was so mad and so then I was like wait was I not saying anything to my grandmother or is my grandmother not saying anything to me as well? Like, were we both just like equally mad at each other? Um, cause every once in a while she'd f- confuse me as my mom. Um, we're not, I'm not a hundred percent sure if she had dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, it sounds like at the very end she did, but we like, again, we'd cut her out of her life. So we didn't know. Anywho, um, I'm not really doing a good job of explaining this. I'm a little nervous talking about it because it's, you know, it's not just my story. It's also my mom's um, and my uncle's. Um, But I was furious and we had gone to dinner, just me and my dad and my mom. And I truly was just calling her a cunt, my grandmother cunt. I was like, I can't believe she fucking did that. What fucking nerve, blah, blah, blah. Kind of under the um illusion that we would be seeing her again tomorrow and then I could try to say I love you to her tomorrow and then we woke up to a phone call from the hospice that she had died at like 2 30 or 3 30 in the morning um so the reason now that I kind of believe more in ghosts is I've had some really kind of scary dreams um where like one when I was babysitting Connecticut and everything was like pitch black I dreamt that she got so, so close to me that she woke me up um, and she was kind of saying to me, like, this is your fault. Um, And I woke up and was like, I cannot go back to sleep after this Um, and wouldn't for hours until I heard like the dad that I was aiming for, like kind of getting his like morning started. Um, And then another time we'd seen Jacqueline Novak's uh, show Get On Your Knees, which is amazing. I really hope she brings it to HBO soon or like a streaming service so everyone can watch it. I know she had a tour. She had like a big tour coming up, but then of course the pandemic, you know, ended that. But she talks about ghosts in it for a second and it's very funny. But then having ghosts in my mind for that second, I dreamt that my grandmother, someone was like, Nellie, your grandmother's here and she really wants to see you and like hold you. And I was like, okay, okay. And then my grandmother dies. And it's suffocating, like she's trying to squeeze me and cause me pain. And I wake up feeling suffocated. 
Um, so that was horrifying, but I was in my own apartment when that happened and Aaron was like in the bed next to me. So it was easier to fall asleep. Um, yeah. So now on top of like my old apartment, I'm like, maybe ghosts do exist. Um, I didn't mean for it to get dark. And now, now I'm just freaked out that I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. (laughs) Um, it's fine. Whatever. Do you guys believe in ghosts? Do you believe in, um, do you believe in the afterlife? I don't know. Um, I like I talk about I'm like a full blown atheist, but I think you can have an afterlife and be atheist. It doesn't have to be um tied to religion. I'm not the biggest fan of religion. Um, but I see why people like it. I see why it builds a huge community for people. Like I'm never gonna sh- I'm never gonna yuck your yam. You love religion, that's your thing, but like don't put it on me. Um it has been so hilarious watching these fucking protesters be like my body my choice uh for opening up the uh the whatever state they're fucking in and it's like oh now you get my body my choice now you understand um go fuck yourself um oh shit i meant to talk about this at the beginning i'm gonna talk about it now and then i'll talk about it in the end but i got sent something really cool if you're looking for something to do um I don't know, like if you guys do, if you guys are watching like live comedy shows right now, like online, but I got sent a very cool one from Aaron Levitas Foundation. Hopefully, hopefully I'm saying that right. Aaron Levitas Foundation. And it says, grab a drink and have some laughs while making a difference for all from your couch, which truly was what we all fucking wanted until this. Um, join us online on Thursday, April 23rd at 8.30 p.m for comedy from the couch it is it's free admission with a ten dollar donation and 50 percent of your donation will support sexual assault prevention through the aaron levitas foundation and 50 percent will provide nourishment to vulnerable youth in baltimore through weekend backpacks organization i'm i'm from baltimore and that's where i was my grandmother died actually it was in baltimore um you'll enjoy listening and watching these hilarious comedians taylor miller sydney moores and savannah desarmo which uh savannah has actually been on the podcast before she's very very funny um i don't know the other comedians but i bet they will be funny too uh you'll receive your comedy from the couch entry code by email once your online donation is processed this will be a zoom event so it's easy to join the fun zooms I, I haven't been Zoom bombed yet. Um, I have heard people have with some pretty atrocious shit. Uh, so hopefully that doesn't happen. I like how I find a way to just bring everything down just like a little bit. Um, but join. It'll be fun. It goes for a good cause. Sorry, I took a sip of my tea because I can hear my voice getting drier and drier into the mic. Um, I'm just thinking if there's anything else I want to talk about. I don't think so. I don't think so. I would love to hear if you think ghosts are legit. What was that? Um, fuck, what was it? Uh, it was a movie, Making Fun of Scream. It was a scary movie. Or at the scary movies, because there was a few of them. But do you remember the scene where she gets fucked by a ghost? Um, yeah? Okay, cool. Here's where I'm gonna leave you guys. I have masturbated to that scene, um, aggressively, and it was good.
thanks again, guys, for listening. Um, I hope this is helping. I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, I really want to hear if you think ghosts are real now. Like, I'd love to hear what your thoughts. Um, I'd love to hear what you are masturbating to, what you are doing differently, if you are doing anything differently right now. Um, are you buying sex toys? I really want to, but I'm not sure if it's ethical right now because I don't want to put anyone's life in danger um, for sex toys. Um, but I don't know. Am I just being a little crazy? I mean, I've bought other stuff. So what are your thoughts? What do you think? Um, email me at awkwardsexinthecity at gmail.com. The blog is still going to happen. I'm just being slow. Um, it will happen. I would love to have your thoughts, your input. And go check out that show. Go check out, I think it's called, let me make sure I don't get this wrong, Comedy from the Couch. It will be Thursday, April 23rd at 8.30 p.m. If you give a $10 donation, you get a free admission and it's a Zoom. So you'll get like a Zoom link. Uh, 50% of your donation will support sexual assault prevention through the Aaron Levitas Foundation. Apologies if I'm saying that wrong, um, but because it's I'm recording remotely, usually Caitlin's like will give me the phonetic way to say things. Um, and 50% of your pro, uh, donation will provide nourishment to vulnerable youth in Baltimore through Weekend Backpacks organization. Um, and you'll enjoy listening and watching these hilarious comedians, Taylor P. Miller, Sydney Moores, and Savannah Desarma, which I've talked about. Uh, she's been on this podcast before. She is very funny. Definitely check it out. Comedy on the Couch, April 23rd at 8.30 p.m. Go check it out, guys. Um, go masturbate. Go take care of yourself. I do think I've been in a better mood because I've truly just been masturbating and having sex 24-7. What a life. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you next week.